0: Greetings in the name of Christ. This is the Hope to Hope podcast, a podcast that exists to share Christ, his truth, and his saving love for his people. To this end, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. We're going to look at John Calvin and human rights. Human rights are not given to us by government. For example, the right to life is a value that is in the hearts of men before it is in the law. So every human being on the face of the planet knows that no one has the right to take anyone's life. And the government then, by default, recognizing that God has given human beings the right to life and no human being has a right to take another human being's life, Governments then are compelled and have a duty from God to protect that right. Genesis chapter nine verse six says whoever sheds men's blood by man his blood shall be shed, for in the image of God he made men. John Calvin then said that like the doctrine of the Trinity, you cannot find human rights explicitly stated in the Bible, though the terminology, the phrase. The Trinity is there in the Bible. It is so obvious to see, like in nature, you see that human beings know that they have to value life. The doctrine of the Trinity that God is triune, three distinct persons in the one divine essence is so plain that you cannot deny it if you just read the Bible plainly. That is why the Bible does not even make a case or a defense of the existence of God or the doctrine of the Trinity. We know the Father is a person. The Spirit is a person, and the Son is a person, yet one God. But John Calvin battled with his idea of human rights, especially in relation to his freedom of religion as a right. Like the Reformers, John Calvin came from a Roman Catholic background, and so when he wanted to leave the Roman Catholic Church, he was faced with the question as to whether he had the right to freedom of religion or did the Roman Catholic Church have the absolute right to determine how he should worship, where he should worship? And so John Calvin said, well, the church cannot decide for me. God gives me the right to live my life. And if he gives me the right to live my life, then he should also give me the right to worship him. And in fact, it is a duty of a Christian to worship God. God. And so John Calvin developed this theory from these perspectives. He first said, let me think about God and think about the Roman Catholic Church, which had so much power and even controlled civil government. He said, God is sovereign. With this, he meant that if God created you and me, if we are made in his image and his likeness, then he alone has the absolute right to us. And he is the one who tells us that he made us to worship him. And so nobody can take the right to worship God away from us. John Calvin argued then that the government has a duty to protect the freedom of religion as an acknowledgement of the right of God to us. Government recognizes that these people are made in the image of God, and so their God wants them to worship him, and so the government cannot interfere. And then he further argued from the doctrine of men that man is made in the image and likeness of God. Every human being, as Genesis chapter 1, verse 26-28 says, is made in the image of God. What's important is that John Calvin not only states that we are made or created in the image of God, he he says that there is an ethical duty, an ethical principle that comes from that. He says you have to treat the human beings who are made in the image of God the way God wants to treat them. You have to love them the way God wants to love them. And part of doing that is by recognizing, giving them the freedom to love their Lord, their God with all their heart, mind, body and soul. And worship him the way He wants them to worship Him, so human rights then give expression to this fact, because God wants us to treat human beings with dignity, and part of treating human beings with dignity is allowing them the freedom to worship and you have to do that; you cannot deny someone the right to life and give them the right to worship You have to the the, the two go together basically in John Calvin's view. If you give me the right to life, to live my life, then you have to give me the freedom to worship God. And when you do that, you recognize that I'm made by him. He alone has bought me with a prize, the death of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And as a Christian, I have to glorify God in my body and worship him freely. Of course, there are unbelievers who also have to be given this freedom to worship. And we'll see how John Calvin deals with that from Romans chapter 2, dealing with the natural law. But for the Christian, first and foremost, we are bought with a price. We are not our own. We should glorify God in our bodies. Whatever we do, we should do all to the glory of God. We should give our lives as a sacrifice, as a spiritual act of worship. Uh, We should not give in to the elemental principles of this world. We should deny ourselves. And so John Calvin says we have to be allowed absolute freedom to do all of that the way God demands and requires of us. Our Father, we pray that you help us as your people to enjoy this privilege that you have given us to worship you through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to always worship you in spirit and in truth to cherish this freedom, Lord, and privilege that you've given us to draw near to you with confidence and boldness, knowing that we are sheltered from your wrath because if we were not saved, we wouldn't be able to stand before you.